0: Dead Darling Sessions. Dead Darlings is a podcast dedicated to the spoken word poetry community, bringing you interviews, tips, inspiration, and above all, awesome poetry. Our Dead Darling Sessions are an opportunity to dig a little deeper into that awesome poetry. Throughout the next week, we've invited a range of poets to come and share their work with us in front of an intimate live Zoom audience as part of the PBH Free Fringe. Tonight's poet is Beth Hartley, and we'll be hearing a 20-minute set from her, followed by a round of quick-fire questions so you can get to know the artist behind the amazing words just a little bit better after that we'll wrap up the session and put the set online unedited as a special podcast episode as fast as we can as a kind of almost live document of how the session played out that special podcast episode will be available wherever you get your podcasts so just search for dead darlings on you know spotify apple podcasts podcast addict wherever you uh, uh, listen and uh, hello if you're listening now uh, for on that podcast. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. Um, before we introduce our guest tonight, just a quick heads up to our live audience. We'd love for you to keep your mic on during the set so we can hear your reaction to best poems. Please go ahead and clap, whoop, holler, react in any other ways you'd like in between poems, as well as in the chat where you can show your love for the poet and maybe pick out particular lines that you enjoyed. Uh, If you don't want your response to be audible, that's also totally fine. Just please feel free to keep your mic on mute. Um, And uh, one thing before we start, uh, we are recording the session tonight online via Zoom. And I'm sure we all know some people on the Internet just enjoy ruining things for other people to make up for their general lack of talent, imagination, friends, sexual adequacy um so yeah if anyone in the live audience noticed anything you know anyone behaving abusively or disruptively if anyone makes you feel uncomfortable please you're either in the chat or, or um yes on on uh, we have a lovely audience tonight and Beth is giggling at me because we know our audience and they're all lovely but just in case um please do feel free to message me and we will mute and boot them send them out the virtual airlock ASAP so Tonight's guest is Beth Hartley. Beth Hartley describes herself as a poet of people and place, the transient and the internal. She makes home, faith, work, words, and dinner. She's an itchy preacher, always a mama. Um, Part of the Fenspeak team, and she runs and hosts Eli's main poetry night, Fenspeak. So her, and I believe she forgot to mention in that bio that her new pamphlet is out now. Uh, and her new lamp her new pamphlet what is stars published by allographic is available now and uh, i'm sure she will tell us a bit more about how to get hold of that uh, shortly Um, so uh ladies and gentlemen people who identify with gender in more complex ways please give it up for beth hartley live in session hello
1: It's true, I think the editing I need to do is my bio, isn't it, by the look of that? I'm just going to go straight in, Rebecca, if that's okay. Absolutely. Choose poetry. Choose life. Choose Sunday lunchtime on a garrulous train just to walk down long roads filled with tourists so you can reach the place your dark dreams inhabit. Choose a room full, sweaty, even in the February chill that you fought through to stand in it, full of waiting eyes, faces that became family. Choose evenings in lockdown, washing up and waiting, skidding up the stairs, plugging in, anticipating the shiver of words from wherever you are. Choose poetry. Choose to have your mind blown while you worry about what to read. Choose poetry, choose fidgeting at your world, making sense of everything in phrases sculpted all week long. Can't choose poetry, choose voices so varied you will reel away drunk, your brain slipping on phrasing you wish you'd thought of yourself. The world and your ears and your ear to the world. Choose life, choose word highs of midnights, driving home at 20 with your brain knocking at your skull. Choose life in lines that worm under your skin, aiming straight for the heart, your bloodstream tingling, not resting till midweek. Choose life, choose listening and being heard, choose recognising and stretching your understanding, choose receiving and cradling another's pain to share the weight. Choose laughing at the absurdity of now and that, of everything shared and imagined. Choose a life that lives in moulded phrases and laid out lines or raging places and banging rhymes. Choose life that rocks you gently until the sucker punch has you hanging on to every syllable in its glove. Choose poetry. Choose words cut loose or decorated, flowing free or syncopated. Choose the muse that slips one past you when you thought the day was done. But choose it. Choose to live. Choose poetry. This next is, um, it is indeed It's the first one tonight that is from my new book What If Stars, which is indeed um, published by Allographic And I will uh, put some links and make sure you have everything you need To to get it if that's what you want to do Sometimes I get very angry and sometimes I write about that um, this is about the Mexican border situation, particularly at the Mexican border. I wrote it a couple of years ago, but I think it still stands. It's called Madre. You have not seen anything but skin and law, not people, not babies, only creatures kept in cages. I learned to drive for her, crept in the night, lost sleep, drove, bleeding and scared, stopped listening to a favourite song for her, and every time you take a mother's child, you take my girl. She did nothing wrong except exist, she wants the dream you all persist in pushing, filled with hate and lies, a gateway only paved with spies. I held my tears for her, willing her to stay. I fold her into my arms each time she cries and take the sadness into my paws. And every time you separate, you wrench from back and breast. You take my child too. Every child is hard one, not commodity to give. You fetishize the want of more and this is how you let them live. When you take a child from her, you take my child from me. And I would rip the night in two with screams, for I am Madre, and I do not go silently. Um, This next uh, is dedicated to my friend Shelley, who teaches me about the history of the place where I live. I will call you Fenfire, burning at the edges of the day, singeing and catching at the horizon, scorching the land black, peaten black, where the past rises, and where birds are embers flying and the clouds shift as logs and grate. You show in the unmo, a swathe of gold, a waste piece of ware to leave us wondering. Your treasure flocks in winter white, honking on the dawn, swooping on the swollen waters, Hooper, Buick, mute. It hides in views that look so flat that ancient lines are lost, as the eye skims only the tree line and never the earth. Your light shows up the underbelly of a hunter hush and hover over man's attempt to drain and train the rising gated flood that sinks and saves in equal measure. This light ignites at dawn and dusk, grasping at the darkness with hot hands, splintering the sky, biting at the fringes of my mind, scenting me with a musk of smouldering soil. Um, I'll be reading something a little bit later on in the set that talks about the things that really it talks about things that I do when I prep for a gig. Um, one of the reasons I've been able to do this, is, um, this book is because of a legacy. And that legacy is uh, from my grandmother. So this is called Laura from memory. I hear you everywhere I go but especially in the call of geese, scanning across a grey morning sky. The year is turning without you and this is simply harder than I ever imagined. Some days, Baron, my eyes dry from everything that's happened since you stopped. All the tears cried and I am wrung out, hung out, dried and cracked. You are nowhere. Except the name of every bird he taught us and the bloom of every tulip, the way you said sandwich and the stories of the war. I will wear you closer soon. What shone on you will see the light of day on me. I have noticed you become an encompassing warmth when I didn't know I was cold. And in the heat I understand you loved me, fierce and true, enough that what is gone cold gets relit and I can move once more. In every calendar I've seen, every card I didn't send, every time I couldn't call, you have still been around. Proving that 96 is just the number and gone might not mean anything. Unless you count the birthday, I didn't just write in.
0: We're getting some lovely feedback in the chat, by the way. We've got people sort of saying, whoop, yeah, whoop. Can... Uh, we've got <laughs> tearjerker. We've got skeening is such a great word, which I think is true. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I didn't make that word up. but
1: <laughs> It's I a good word. I'm...
0: We support Wavy, yeah. Yeah, creativity with language yeah, and making right, words yeah. up sometimes. Um,
1: uh, this is a piece that was published by the by lovely people at Eidolink earlier in the year. And I actually don't read it very often, but I decided I'd take advantage of it because you can go out and find it if you want to. Uh, it was something um, that I wrote very early in the lockdown when we were using, starting to uh, run the allographic writing. And Faye was running that on a, every week on a Sunday afternoon. And we were looking at all sorts of weird and wonderful ways to get prompts. And um, I got a prompt from a Twitter bot called Magic Realism Bot. The prompt was, you are standing in a terracotta city, a mermaid appears and hands you an essay. And this is called The Mermaid's Disquisition. I am not washed up, but dried out on this baked dry plain. The earth cracked beneath my feet, my feet cracked beneath my limbs, my limbs cracked beneath a body craving water. The facade is as Petra, covered and carved and caved, moulded and smoothed by hand and wind, cut to shape until I reach the gate and see fissures running, stem to stern, the binding showing through. The daub is drier than my skin and I am growing crusted in this place. From this bad land rises one who does not belong. Her lines belong to the shore, her tail to the depths. Before I can wonder, she hands me woven pages, threads of dulse and glass, and I look her in the eye. I have been here too long. She rasps, it is too late for me. Please, I beg you, traveller, I wrote this for you to see. My carapace is forming, and soon I will be no more. This here is my treatise on why this should restore. As I stare, I see the sea skin forming further. She will become encased. I start to read, and she is gone. Her words unravelling before me until I no longer feel the parch. And the sea tangle given washes over me. We have not learned the sea, it says. We have only taught the land. It is time to let the water back and inundate the sand. Drained and drawn, depleted, we are the leeches all. My mind reading, words unleashing, floods, washing away the cracks in earth, creaking, crashing into waves and swell. The Surge lifts me away, the silt rinsing off me, my moisture level rising on the crest. My lasting memory will be the flick of skin and scale in the corner of my eye. A mermaid's purse of words and a handful
0: of red sand. I love that Twitter box. Such a good one.
1: It is. It's been. I haven't actually. um, I haven't been back to it. Maybe I should, but that it. That was one of those things that came out writing in a massive rush. She, she, she literally showed up fully formed, which was, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, hi. Oh, you're okay, good. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you've got, okay, good. I'm just gonna listen to this mermaid and see uh, what she's got to say. Um, two uh, short poem, very short pieces now, uh, before, some, uh, before three to finish. Uh, this is called Plunge. I dream that I am jumping off with you into a void filled with rain that doesn't soak but takes us somewhere else. The first time in synchrony. The second, I am the step behind I always feel. You hold my hand as I stumble. Still smiling as my feet slip, you are holding on to both of us as we fall towards wherever is next. All day. I will wonder what this means. This other short one is called Past Lives, and it's really about reflecting how many, like how how our lives come together with the people that we, you know, with the people that we know. Um, So you may, (laughs) you might know somebody in this maybe. The idea of a time where one of us existed and the other did not Time accordioning lifetimes squeezed into mine. See me then, ten years before, the one who changed everything. And I wonder how she lived and what she filled her days with. Him, sun-hatted, climbing before I was weaned. You, the epitome of a young fox wrapped in a raincoat. There, a girl that never was reaching notes and holding. And in my ears, the roaring sound of sunder. Checking I'm getting everything the right way (laughs) round. Yeah, so this is, um, I know a lot of us have ways that we prepare for gigs, but if you know me well enough, You'll know that when you see me ready for a gig, you can clock what I'm wearing, the jewellery that I've got on, the things that I'm carrying about myself. And I've been was trying to capture that in words for a really long time. This is called Armour of Love. Here I am in the mirror, facing the day, taking my pick at the wardrobe doorway. These earrings, those shoes, they're the things that I use to gird and defend me from all of the views that I can't do this, must be useless. Any kind of connection is priceless. The jumper that covers the things that I hide, pulling the wool over their eyes and my head until I am shrouded in somebody's care, at least for a little while, until I can breathe a little easier, look the world in the eye. I have done this forever, covered myself in talisman, the fork in my hair for every day you carried him. A ring I twist until they call, something silver against my skin, pressing the patterning. When people feel far and I am hurting, I put these on to ease the burden, the thinnest thread, words unspoken written all over me in metal and cloth. These are my shield. The sword in my hand is the thing that you gave me, Keeping me near, keeping you near, when all I hear shouting's the voice of my fear. The things that I give are so that you know. When you battle too, then there's something to show. When I'm hurt by the world, this is my boxing glove. And I thank my dearest for the armor of love. Oh, uh, this
0: next is officially new shit which perfectly for podcasts you can't see that that uh beth has a little <laughs> poster to her. her, her I, do. Says, I have Shitty. two i have one one Shit. says "new
1: shirt and the other one says hell yeah um, they've been very useful in muted gigs <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um okay so this this is new this is uh, so new that it's really still in final edit and it's called Deserted. Here am I, desert-eyed, turned to sand for the lack of you. My iris shutters, bone dry and desperate. Days are dunes, but I keep walking towards you. Even as the wind removes my footsteps and blows craters I must clutch at, the dearth of you, has dried me to a fine grain that sees me crumble. Should we meet? Disappearing like an hourglass draining, I am found in drifts, swept away by other unseeing ones. But my eyes, they have become arid in your absence. I long for the oasis, black and reaching into which I tumble when you are there. The desert makes you promise, trips your feet so you use the little grip you built will bury you at the slightest wrong place step. The desert will draw thousands in, yet I will see no one. Even tears are gone to salt, my lids are full of grit. So much of you has fallen from my pockets, a trail of who you used to be that I can no longer follow. As I slip and my knees hit desolation, I wish with all my scoured heart that the figure I can see, the one I hope is you. Will not be a mirage. My last, and the last, the poem that is the last in my book as well, Um, is something. Sometimes I use it at the beginning of a set, and sometimes I use it at the end. So, remnant from, I suppose, from my other life, and it's something of a benediction. (laughs) <laughs> it's called Living Word. The word is made flesh. I know because I stand among it. It lives all around me, breathing, writing, making me remove my shoes. For all around us stanza, littering, glittering, painting on the walls of all I see. The word is made flesh by the sounds on my breath, transferred to your ears, a spoken place of grace, a paper space. Nothing is stronger than this, for this page is holy ground. The word is made flesh. These words are my flesh.
2: Gorgeous.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for that. Yeah, really beautiful and, and soothing set. So I just feel, I don't know if everybody else just feels really soothed by that. Um, it's been really lovely. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, now, obviously, we're not over yet. Um, and uh, yeah, so the next part of the show is the quick fire questions. Hannah, did you want to uh, uh, tell everybody a bit about that bit?
2: Yes. So. This is our opportunity for our audience to get to know you. And so we've got some quick fire questions, some literary, (laughs) most silly. Um, And yes, uh, Rebecca, would you be able to set the timer, please? Yes, sure. I am so sorry. I set a timer for about 5.30 to remind myself about this. And I ran out of battery and did not realize. <laughs> and looked at my watch in the garden and ran in sweating and screaming. Um, so sorry. <laughs> I will listen back and catch the beginning. Uh, but Is that a Hannah Hutzpah? Yes. I, yes. And,
0: uh... I would just like to say congratulations on your momentous engagement. Woo! <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, this is something this is the podcast probably won't know if they don't have us on social media Hannah got engaged I did I'm did. I, the um, generalist
1: and I
2: beat me to it yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all jazz hands at the minute I don't have a prop and it all feels very strange but yes thank you <laughs> um but back to our incredible featured poet <laughs> yes um so some of these questions are literary poetry but some of them are incredibly silly um and okay. yes we've got a five minute timer but obviously university challenge rules like uh, if you started you may finish when the timer ends okay. um and we've also tried to make sure that these aren't necessarily going to help answer your online security questions what road <laughs> you up on okay um, that's
1: that's that's wise i like that
2: So, uh, 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 contender, are you ready? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, to begin, uh, dogs or cats? Oh, I hate this. Um, (laughs) I I have neither.
1: I live next door to some cats who act like uh, humans existence is not worth it. But generally, I I know some really nice dogs, so I have to say dogs.
2: I notice so we've got a, a dog emoji turning. I didn't even know we could do that in Zoom chat. Excellent.
0: Um, Anne's <laughs> dog has also oh, Zoom bombed. As, 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 so, as if summoned as Kizzy. Oh, <laughs> Hello. Yeah. This is excellent radio. Oh, Zoom pets the time. Okay. Um, so, which uh, of your own poems you- is your favourite?
1: Oh, I don't know. I can ask
0: you about your That's children. A horrible
1: that be question. <laughs> no, I only have one child. That's really easy. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. It's nice to read The Mermaid. I haven't actually read that one very much. I, I really don't know. I go through sort of seasons with them and I think, oh, I want to read this one at the moment. Or no, I don't want to read that one at the moment. So I, the honest answer is I do not know and it varies a lot.
2: <laughs> Fair, but, uh. Fair enough uh what would you say is your favorite poetry collection on a
1: my favorite my favorite poetry collection is the collections that I've collected
2: oh that's a good one
1: I have oh. a poetry basket of joy and it does genuinely
0: make me very joyful that's like kind of your, your own anthology that wishes, you just put together it works.
1: yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm just I know so many I'm truly blessed that I know and I've heard so many uh, talented people through through FenSpeak and through Allographic and through other gigs online in the last 18 months. Uh, I do, I do genuinely have a basket over there that is just filled with poetry. Oh. And it, it makes me make squealy faces. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: oh, a really that's lovely, lovely idea.
1: You need one. Everybody should have one. You- like I said this to some I said this to Faye in the week and they were like, I, that's like a bookcase. <laughs>
0: like, oh, yeah, I might need to expand my plans slightly. <laughs> okay, changing gear completely. What's the worst job you've ever had?
1: Ooh. Oh my. Um, oh, uh, that's really hard because parts of lots of jobs are difficult. Um, at the moment I clean things for a living and so sometimes that's odd but I think actually the worst none of my jobs have been awful I've been lucky in that respect I think there are aspects of them that have been I think one of the worst aspects of my first job was seeing people I used to work with um, children with learning difficulties seeing people pull people pull their children away from the child I was working with I used mm. to make me really Oof. sick mm. yeah Jesus. I, I've, yeah, that as an aspect of any job is pretty grim. And I dealt with a lot of things that are, you know, smelly and unpleasant, but that is, you know, that was a lesson for, for life, yeah. yeah.
2: On a happier and lighter note, uh, <laughs> what is your favourite meal to cook for yourself? You're not showing off for guests, no pretenses, just. Oh. I say as if I show off for guests. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just, I, I'm I'm, I realise I'm being very oblique with these answers, but I'm mostly happy if I cook because it's not something that I that I take to particularly easily. Um, if I cook things and people like it, those are my favourite meals. <laughs>
2: uh, uh,
0: so do you have a favourite poetry form?
2: No, I,
1: I will be honest and say that I hadn't written in form until lockdown, really. Oh no, just before lockdown, I was taught to write um, Sestina. We were all, allographic, we taught to write Sestina by our dear friend, Karen. And um, I just wrote a madly stressed Sestina in about an hour. <laughs> it's actually called Strestina, I don't read it because it's like a complete word vomit. But, um, and I was like, oh, oh, I did a thing. Um, I invented a form. Does that count? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I accidentally invented a form in uh, in Napo last year. And um, what does your
0: what does your form look like? How does it is, go?
1: It is well. It was so. Faye has a form called an abracadabra that they introduced to us in a writing, um, which is eleven syllables down to one. I think. And it can get really sinister. Um, And I decided I was going to invert that, but completely forgot it was syllables. And so I did it as words. Ah. And by the time I'd got going on it, I was so committed to the bit I had to carry on. So it's an ascending and descending form. And it's called a Mothra. Very uh, nicely titled by Matthias. Because it's it's the the first one I wrote is actually, it's in the book and it's called uh, A Long Wave. And it's about space communication and so it was a space moth. and so I said this
0: to yeah. my friend there and he said then it's a mothra so that's what it was called
2: yeah. brilliant
0: excellent right okay that's our five minutes up so we're just going to finish up with our last question uh, which is uh do you have a piece of writing advice or a prompt you'd like to share with our audience
1: my writing advice is be ready for poetry when I switched my personal attitude I think it's what I sent you actually for the Christmas podcast and when I started doing workshops and I because I'd never written on like on demand before I was very very scared and so I did what I do in the face of all fear and that is bite stationary (laughs) Um, and I went to this workshop and I wrote two poems in 40 minutes and and then I spent a week and a half looking at them because I couldn't believe that I'd done it but I started carrying a notebook around with me um, and I've now filled, I think it's three since that time. And I'm in the fourth one and the fifth one's ready and waiting over there, but be ready. Like honestly, be ready. When I learned to tune that, to sort of tune into things, that was a a massive change for me. And it's made a real difference to what I write and what I observe and how I think about things. And so um, I know some people say, you know, don't make time for poetry. the time is irrelevant just make room for it and and get your head in it Uh, and that has been sometimes I do better at that than others but mostly that would be my advice is just be ready for it to come it will come
0: amazing so that's writing okay. advice and also some life advice of when in doubt <laughs> by stationery which i i wholeheartedly always force. yeah yes rules yeah. for living brilliant well that is all folks um beth thank you so much for joining You're us for so your incredible set before we sign off is there anything you want to plug to our audience yes please buy my book and buy tickets to get tickets to my
1: launch <laughs> um hey. my first uh, collection pamphlet thing it's look it's so shiny it's really, very, really pretty shiny. very pretty uh, it's so pretty i'm so fortunate that the people that i've worked with on this are so incredibly talented so um you can find me i think it's uh, poetrybees.bigcartel.com i will send uh, put my if I put my link tree in can you put that in the notes because yes. there's every, everything's in that um, and that's the easiest way. you can get uh, tickets to the launch which is going to be digital and is also part of the PBH free fringe um, you can get a t-shirt if you want to <laughs> because I did one as I did one as I got an offer and it was so nice I was like well you know what why not if you people want it they'll get one if they don't they won't and and but anyway it was too nice when it came that to, for me not to sort of share it with people um and there's info in there about um how to find me on uh, Facebook and things like that so if I do that that's probably the best most comprehensive way of finding yes that please um buy books buy books from other living poets and and have a poetry basket of joy you need to have this <laughs> in your life
0: Brilliant. Uh, can I ask our audience once again to give it up for Beth Hartley? Uh, you can find the recording of this alongside our regular monthly episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Dead Darlings. You can also find us um, at Dead Darlings Pod on uh, Twi- uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're Dead Darlings Podcast on Facebook, and you can contact us at deaddarlingspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us for this fantastic set. And good night.